be all right there. Yes. What's uh, which umbrage do? And she's like, <laughs> I know in like the in the books it's like hmm or yeah. something like that. Uh, all right. I was about to be like, let's talk about Imelda Staunton, and I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not the proper time. Previously on Booze and Buffy. She says, like, it's always Ted this, Ted that. Well, I don't really want to hear about Ted. And, and then Angel's just like, so are you going to talk about something? Oh, and you can relate because of that time you summoned that demon and it killed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, Buffy and Cordelia, neither of them like to lead the subtext as a son. This is supposed to be a smart robot, but he says... What exactly is a vampire slayer? I'm like, what do you think it is? I mean, uh, she does taxes for people. <laughs> the, like, the, the occupation is in the name. Yeah. God. You don't even need a job description. Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one, spoiler free. I'm Harrison, and I'm fucking grumpy about this episode. <laughs> And I'm Jason. Remember to eat Eggland's best eggs. <laughs> Harrison, what episode are we watching today? We didn't watch an episode, Jason. It's weird. There is no episode 12 of season 2 of Buffy. Aw, oh, come on, Harrison. <sighs> we are watching season 2, episode 12. Bad episode. Bad eggs. <laughs> Freudian slip. <sighs> Bad eggs. This is the one where there are redneck vampires for some reason... And there are eggs that control people for some reason. And it's all terrible. And Cordelia says something really racist at one point. Oh, yeah. Bad Eggs was written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Greenwald. Good job, guys. And originally aired on January 12th, 1998. Okay, so... Would you... I mean, that, that combination of people, Marty and David Greenwald, two of... I would argue, I mean, Marty Noxon is, of course, one of the continuous writers of the show, and David Greenwald directs a lot. Like, it blows my mind. Like, two of, like, the top-tier Buffy people wrote this fucking episode. (laughs) All right. I I honestly (laughs) feel like that there's something big coming up in season two, Mm. and I feel like they had, like, an episode slot open to where they're like, oh, we can write about anything we want, and they're just like... We're out of ideas, man. <laughs> they wanted to... Uh, all right. Intro music. Booze <laughs> and Buffy. So, Jason, tell me what you're drinking today. I am going classic with a Yingling traditional lager. Nice. Uh, I am having this uh, Sam Adams cold snap that you brought, um, which I've <laughs> never had before, and I'm really... I'm, I'm excited it... Have you tasted it at all? No, I haven't tasted it yet. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm hold. I was like, I'm gonna right. hold off until we do this. So, um, my reaction will be live and in person, but not live, pre-recorded and not in person because it's a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we're having a, a holiday dinner here at my home later, and Jason brought lots of beer because he's good people. I did. All right. Um, who did the toast last week? Was it you? Uh, I honestly don't remember. It was you, because you okay. said something nice about me. Oh, I did? Yeah. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> um, so I'll do the toast this week. Um, By the way, ignore like any of the stuff that happened during the uh, time that you were out of the room. Okay. <laughs> it's all nice things, but you don't need more nice things in your life. I don't. Um, 
here's to literally everything in the world except for bad eggs. <laughs> here, here. And Trump. Not like here's to Trump, like bad eggs and Trump go together. Oh, yeah. He's like the bad eggs of presidents. Oh, I like that a lot. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's really good. Have you not had it before? Um, I, It's been a while since I've had it. Like, I know I've had everything from that variety pack, but I may have to get another one. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't know, it's weird. It tastes like winter. Okay. It tastes like winter. Yeah. All right, so with all of that being said, let's dive right into the episode, shall we? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so, Jason, where do we start off this episode? We start off uh, at the mall. At the mall. Yeah. Uh, Robin Sparkles would be so excited. (laughs) Um, Buffy and Joyce are at the mall. Um, Buffy's kind of a dick to her mom in this episode. Yeah, so the last episode, Buffy was like sort of disrespectful to Joyce because Joyce was not listening to her about Ted. So in a way... I can understand that, but what is going on with Buffy? Like, oh is she, they're like dialing up that teen, that teen rebelliousness attitude, just being a dick, like right to ten, man. Yeah, but Joyce is just like, oh, Joyce is hanging in there with the zingers. Yeah, um, she does uh, tell Buffy she looks like a streetwalker <laughs> in uh, the dress she wanted to buy, which. Um, Oof. Uh, and Buffy replies, but a thin streetwalker, which, oof. Oy vey, like, man. <laughs> not coming in strong. Um, <laughs> they, um, apparently the mall's about to close, or the stores are closing, but I guess the mall's not, because they're eating there. I think some stores close in the mall before, like, the mall closing I time. I guess that's fair. Um, Buffy wants... Joyce wants Buffy to go pick up a dress for her while she goes make to make flyers for the gallery. Yeah. Um, and pick up food. And pick up food. Um, Buffy, in her defense, was on her way to do the job she was given. Yeah. But then she has to do her other job. Yeah. Um, so she... In a bit that I think is actually pretty cool, she um, she's going down the escalator and... There's a couple coming up the escalator opposite her, but in the reflection, there's only one of them. Um, it's standard, but I just, I like that Buffy's observant and, like, yeah. noticed. Well, I mean, that's, like, that. It, it's her thing. It's that, her thing. That, that's her job. She's had the training to do it. So, problem number one with this episode, uh, th- this Lyle vampire. Gorch. Lyle Gorch. His name is Lyle Gorch. (laughs) This guy looks like he just walked out of a fucking Luke Combs concert. Who's that? Uh, He's this country artist. um, Just another white guy with a guitar. He was here uh, this past week in Louisville. Not at one of my venues. No, he was at the Yum Center, I believe. Because country people love their their country concerts. Oh my gosh. He's just... He's, I mean, such a stereotype one. Oh, yeah. He's like, um... You got that southern drawl accent. If I were from Texas, I'd be, like, I'd be so furious about this character. (laughs) He wears wears his, um, he wears his cowboy hat. And he walks around with his thumbs, like, in, like, the 
waistband of his jeans. And he's wearing a shirt that's like one size, at least one size too small for him to yeah. show off his like his fat pecs. Yeah. So he's romancing a, a lady, takes her into the abandoned arcade. Yeah. Um, where they don't turn off the games, I guess, after they close. Yeah, because they're, they're playing some, they're playing uh, pinball, right? They're playing, I think they're playing pinball. Yeah, because the uh, yeah. subtitle specifically wrote like pinball machine yeah. noises. <laughs> um, I was doing a laundry while we watched the episodes. So we had to watch it with subtitles <laughs> because my washing machine is louder than a, a loud thing yeah and we didn't want to miss any important plot details <laughs> so Buffy has a great bit where she um to get the the girl that he's with to leave pretends to be the guy's boyfriend girlfriend or girlfriend <laughs> don't be so heteronormative Jason alright um, my apologies but she yeah she, she's like you promised you wouldn't cheat on me anymore and the girl he's with is like Whoa, I'm gonna along leave. with like everybody else in the world because, like, can you imagine? The sad thing is, I'm sure there are like relationships where that phrasing has actually happened. Fair, oh, ooh, that sounds fun. I'm gonna like send John to like Big Bar or Chill or something and have him like start flirting with people, and then, then I'm gonna come in and be like, You promised you wouldn't cheat on me anymore. Wow, that's just like, wow, sounds like a good time, yeah. Like, more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> just, do, do, I'm just going to put that aside and unpack it at a later that, time. I mean, that's between you and your therapist, so... Um, Which I'm not. <laughs> Oof. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Being like, Me being their therapist. Nah, you'd be a bad one. Because you don't have a le- medical license to do therapy. You're I don't not. think you... Do you need licenses to do therapy? I know you need like medical licenses to be like a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist, but not like a... I would hope you would need some sort of, like... I honestly don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I hope so. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, she fights off Lyle Gorch. He tells her his name, and he manages to get away. Just, like, kind of runs away. Yeah, it's just like... It, why couldn't he just have been killed? <laughs> like, That's the problem. Like, him and his brother, who's later introduced, who... Honestly, to perfectly compliment Lyle, uh, Tector, is that his name? Tector. Tector. Hector. Tector. Yeah, and he looks like he was like an NPC in fucking Red Dead Redemption or something <laughs> like that. Like, um, they, they are very much tr- like they try to get set up as a major threat, but they aren't. They are not. They're just two more vampires who are a little more culturally insensitive. Right? And it just, yeah. So this episode reminds me a bit of Teacher's Pet in that it's bad. But (laughs) also it has two, like, different villains of the episode that have nothing to do with one another and don't mix well. Um, So that episode has... The praying mantis lady. And in the end, it don't really amount to anything. Right, yeah. So it's got the praying mantis lady and the fork vampire with, like, the claw hands. Oh, yes. And so, one, you've got... Not only do you have, like, a weird, like, off-color, not-vampire villain that kind of sucks, 
but also <laughs> these weird vampire villains that are meant to be these major threats but aren't <laughs> and in that episode that vampire ends up getting used as like a hound dog to find the fucking praying mantis lady and yeah it's just it's so strange like you could have cut them completely and i don't know had seen all those scenes okay Last week, all those scenes with Jenny and Giles that we were talking about that felt like they maybe should have been in, a, in, an, in another episode. Build that relationship up. Cut, cut the Gorch brothers, put Jenny and Giles in this episode, yeah. and give them some stuff to do. I, I've done it for you, Marty. <laughs> let's go back yeah. to, let's yeah, go let's back go back to, to 1998. And be like, listen, Marty. <laughs> We've come from 2019. Marty, Marty... Uh, <laughs> you write a shit episode, Marty. <laughs> that might be the best thing I've ever said on one of these episodes oh ever. Oh my gosh. Um, low bar. <laughs> so, Ouch. Buffy, Buffy returns to Joyce. Um, she did not get the dress. And Joyce is pissed. Yeah, I think, like, Joyce has just had it. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's very unhappy. And obviously we know that Puffy shouldn't have let that girl get killed. But but Joyce has no context for that. Yeah. So from her perspective, she literally asked her daughter to do one thing. Her daughter had one job and she failed. Um, so it's, it, I feel like it's easy to sympathize with Joyce and Buffy. If Buffy weren't being such a kind of a dick to her mom, yeah, um, that's, I, the, that's the burden of being the Slayer. It, it yeah. honestly, like, just another thing, like going back to what Kendra said in "What's My Line," just mm-hmm. like, like, oh, you see it as like just this burden, and Buffy kind of like that's that's the burden. It it does become a burden mm-hmm. because like Buffy's chosen to like try to have a somewhat normal life in addition yeah. to the slaying. There's also just a great bit where Joyce is like, let me guess, you got distracted by a boy. And Bobby goes, technically. technically. <laughs> um, Joyce thinks that Bobby only thinks about boys and clothes. But Buffy does correct her and tell her that uh, she also thinks about saving the world from vampires. And Joyce is just like, not the moment, Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe if Buffy hadn't have been, like, so... No, 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 about it. Then I don't know. Maybe you could have like had a in it like a important conversation. Yeah, in the mall food court. But they didn't. They didn't. So the next day at school, uh, Cordelia and Xander are making out in the closet again. Um, what? Oh shit. What does Xander say? That's really shitty. Um, tell like it. It's easier for me when I like. Oh, when you don't talk, you don't talk. Like and then Cordelia, first line of the episode, and we've got the chat alert <laughs> ringing for Xander, which I think is going to be something that becomes. I'm going to make that a recurring thing on this okay. podcast. The All chat right. alert. Uh, should it ever be like a chat? I don't know. I feel like if if anything, it should be like a Nickelback song or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, Xander listened to Nickelback. Oh God, um, probably Coldplay too. <laughs> So, yeah, Xander says, uh, uh, yeah, it'd be easier for him if she doesn't talk. She turns the light out because she says it'll be easier for her if 
um, if she can't see him. Um, and actually, specifically, he says, oh, you can do this if you can see me. And she's, no, no, not can't. I just don't want to. <laughs> um, so they, um, they're they just fighting this yeah, whole time. In all fairness, like, even though it is in response to Xander being a Chad... Like, Cordelia's coming off as a bit of a chat in this as well. It's fair. Yeah. It like, is fair. I think we do have to be careful um, not to reward Cordelia for yeah. the same behavior that we're, uh, we're chastising Xander mm-hmm. for. Um, but Cordelia's funnier. Yeah, Cordelia's funnier. <laughs> and Xander's just a fucking chat. <laughs> um, so, they... Um, that later that day at health class, they were talking about sex. <laughs> and maybe this is one of the more unrealistic things I find about the episode. That they're having an honest discussion about sex in a classroom setting um, in an American high school. Yeah. Um, but Cordelia and Xander use that time to have a passive-aggressive argument in front of the entire class. And you know, the, in in a way, the teacher's kind of like fueling it because he does keep calling he on does. them. After like the okay. first two, she, he should have been like, "All right, no, n- I'm not hearing any more out of you." Um, Cordelia also regales us, uh, us with a story of a friend of hers, not her, who uh, was in a car and accidentally kicked the uh, the parking brake, and the car rolled down the hill. <laughs> um. That's when Willow, who's just been sitting there looking adorable the whole episode, <laughs> just finally gives what the answer that the teacher wanted, which was pregnancy is one of the consequences of sex. And thus it leads into the assignment, which is looking after eggs. So I feel like this is the sort of thing that you is a trope on television shows of like the high school students who have to care for an egg. Did you ever do that in high school? I didn't do it in high school, but I did something similar in, uh, I think it was fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. Okay. Um, and we had flour babies. Like we had bread bags that were filled mm. with flour and then like they were twisted a little bit at the top. So you had like a head and a body. That sounds nightmarish. Um... I'm honestly a little concerned that my mom still might have the flower baby somewhere in the house. <laughs> like, I love my mom, and I love that she, like, keeps some stuff from my uh, from my grade school and high school days. Um, but it's a very comprehensive collection. <laughs> so... This was his first child. <laughs> Um, yeah, we never did anything like that, but we did do a, a thing in one of my science classes where we had to, um, we had to, we dropped an egg off of like the roof of the school and had to, we had to build like some, like some sort of like contraption so that it wouldn't break okay. when you dropped it. And I think my group did like something with, um, like some sort of box with like rubber bands so that it like when it hit it would like it was safe in the rubber band or something all right i can't remember but yeah we never had to raise an egg we just had to throw it off a building um so they 
Yeah, they have to learn about parenthood by taking pairing off and taking care of a baby. Which we don't. I, I guess kind of ties into like the safe sex thing, or what I'm assuming. Like, what was that class called again? Was it a health class? I guess it was a health class. I think it was a health class. Or like a um, home ec, maybe? I, I, I guess. It, it just seems a little bit of a stretch that they went from, like, I feel like sex should be its own class, and then parenting should be the yes. next class. <laughs> but this is all kind of, like, lumped in there. But uh, you know what? Not the worst thing about this episode. Right. And, you know, it feels kind of realistic, though, that... And then actually, maybe this is like this is their entire sex education: is sex leads to pregnancy, pregnancy bad. Take care of this egg. If you have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die. Yeah. If you have sex, you will have to raise an egg and it will possess you. <laughs> oh my god! Mean Girls started here, guys. Um. So uh, they also aren't paired off, like. Cordelia, Xander tries to pair himself with Cordelia, but she immediately, like, cock blocks him by go- turning to another guy and saying, want to have a baby? <laughs> and this guy has a look on his face like, I just fucking scored! <laughs> um, and then and there's some girl that Xander walks up to who is, um, like, holding one of the eggs, and he's like, oh, is that Xander Jr. I see? And she immediately turns away from him after giving him, like, a pity scoff. Yeah. And... It's so funny. Just, like, to measure who's the reacher and who's the settler in the Cordelia-Xander relationship. Maybe not emotionally... Maybe not, like, emotionally or personality-wise, but in the looks department. That may sound shallow, but... (laughs) Come on, guys. Oh, my gosh. Um, but then it's weird because you would think from there Xander and Willow would pair up, but they don't. In fact, you don't even see their partners. Exactly. Or Cordelia's partner ever again. Yeah. It's, um, so yeah. It's... Which is interesting because, like, Cordelia ends up holding on to the egg, which really seems like something that she would have, like, just passed off onto this guy. That's true. Um, although she does just put it in her bare backpack, so maybe, yeah. maybe it was more of an out of sight, out of mind sort of situation. Oh, that poor bear backpack. I know. Poor little creepy bear with his no eyes anymore. <laughs> um, Sandra and Willow go to the library, and I really enjoy this exchange, um, where she asked, uh, Buffy asks if the teacher knew, that noticed that she was tardy, and Xander correctly points out that, uh... The word she's actually looking for is absent. Absent. (laughs) Tardy people show up. (laughs) And then uh, Willow hands her the egg and um, and says, as a punishment, it's a little abstract. (laughs) (laughs) A very funny line. This episode... to, to its like the sass is in full swing it has here. some really funny zingers <laughs> um they explain to her the assignment and she's like great who's my partner and they're like oh well there's an uneven number Bobby <laughs> <laughs> immediately is like I'm a single mother just like my mother <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah and I think that's like another zing at Joyce even though Joyce isn't here to receive it right or defend herself yeah maybe she maybe she heard it like in the ether and that's why later in the episode she was like fuck you you're grounded <laughs> I heard that crack you made about me Willow told me <laughs> narc <laughs> um Giles has been researching the uh, the cowboy vampires. <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but that's what they are. Right? 
Uh, he also, I don't know if you noticed, it happens really fast. He almost crushes Buffy's egg. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, he brings one of his heavy tomes down, and Buffy, like, immediately... Which, I, I will if he say, had smashed it, this whole, like, thing could have been like, well, that's weird, that's not what an inside of an egg looks like. That's true. I will say this, though. More than almost any of her other assignments in high school, Buffy tries, really tries on this she assignment. Does. She She na- keeps up with her egg journal. Mm-hmm. She, she names him Egbert. She names him Egbert. Makes a little bed for him. Oh, yeah. No, it's like it's adorable and like Gets a creepy house by him. She yeah. does everything. She she makes a nice home for him. <laughs> um so they're going to go hunting after Lyle and Tector Gorge. Uh and they suggest um he suggests that Angel helps her on the hunt. Willow and Xander basically just like not going to be a lot of hunting. Um and Buffy's like no. I would never. And then cut to Smash. Buffy just sucking Angel's face off. Right? Oh my like, god. This Me- is mutual this is some, sucking. Yeah. This is some hot and heavy making out oh here. Oh my gosh. And probably the hottest and heaviest I think we've seen from the two of them. Like, like how Angel still had a shirt on, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's really out of character for him. <laughs> um, they, um,. And, and they're being watched by the fucking Gorch brothers. Or just in a very curvy moment. Yeah. Well, when one of them's like, well, they're calling him Angelus, which is really irritating. Oh, yeah. No, like, so you got, you know his proper name, but you give it that down home pronunciation. Is that Angelus making out with a slayer? <laughs> and then, and then Tech is like, he's making me blush. And I'm like, I, I see, I All see right. you having a crush on Angel. <laughs> I'm good for you. You got good taste. By the way, this is the first of three hot and heavy makeout sessions between Angel and Buffy in this episode. Oof, there's a lot of it. And they... Yeah. So, <laughs> um... That's really all that happens in that scene. Yeah, they talk about how, like, oh, we're gonna wait for her to, to be alone. And... Do they not show up until the end of the episode? No, they have like their whole little scene where it's just like, here's our backstory. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, they... Um, they literally don't do anything movie. against Buffy well, until the like, end of like, the episode. Um, he's like, I could take them both right now. And the brother's like, well, why don't you? And he's like, because I'm, I'm making a plan. I'm thinking. I'm the one who thinks. Giles even makes the comment that, like, they're not the greatest thinkers in all all time. I do like that the episode does acknowledge, like, no, these guys are morons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That night while Buffy's sleeping, her egg, like, breaks open and these, like, tentacle hand thing emerges and violates Buffy's fucking face like oh yeah like one ears. goes into her ear yeah. and, uh, i do like the practical effect of that tentacle it looks pretty cool yeah for like something when you describe it is cheesy they did like the absolute best version of it that mm-hmm. they could i'm glad it wasn't cgi yeah that would have looked like fucking trash <laughs> um so the next morning the eggs all normal somehow i guess it can regrow its shell like overnight um buffy uh, Joyce is at the island, the, the kitchen island. She has poured herself a cup of tea. Oh, gosh. Or, or coffee. coffee. 
stands up to go get like I don't know a spoon or something. Buffy and walks in and drinks her coffee. So remember last week when Buffy was like, "This is my house." This week she's like, "This is my coffee." She still got that swagger. Oh my god! And I'm like, <laughs> you said it just rude. Yeah, she's so rude and. And, um, and you're wondering why your mom isn't feeling too hot about you right now? <laughs> I can't blame Joyce for any of her oh, no. Um And Buffy, and it, but Joyce doesn't even say anything. She's like, if you're going to drink that here, you should have some toast. Oh, that's it. She goes to get her toast. She doesn't even yell at Buffy for drinking her coffee and then offers her her toast. It, and Buffy's like, like, fuck you, mom. Looking at this from <laughs> Joyce's, uh, looking at this whole episode from Joyce's standpoint, it's like, Oh, there's Buffy and she's doing this thing again. She's not taking responsibility. Um, I'll try to like laugh it off. And now we're like, okay, so she here she is. But okay, she is actually really starting to bug me. <laughs> if she does one more thing, that's it. That's I'm it. actually punishing her. <laughs> um, at the uh, library, it's Giles is at, at like the shelves, and he turns just to see Bu- uh, Buffy, Xander, and Willow standing there at the bottom of the steps, like the goddamn children of the gore. <laughs> All like, it was missing was a boom <laughs> in the music. Um, they health class has been canceled because the teacher didn't show up. Um, Xander, it's. Uh, everyone's so unconcerned by this, despite, like, statistically, that teacher's dead. Yeah. Cordelia comes in and is like, he's missing? Presumed dead? And everyone's like, "Ah, probably not. And I'm like, no. There's a really good chance that teacher's dead. (laughs) So, also at this point, um, you find... So, Buffy and Willow are very drained. Yes. Like, that. obviously tired. When and you, Xander, and, or when Giles asks them to help him, they both go, no. no. <laughs> and and Xander goes, helps him. And you have to wonder, like, well, what the hell is, like, Xander just so empty-headed that the egg didn't even try? But you find... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. But you find out that Xander actually hard-boiled his egg <laughs> to prevent it from ever cracking. And way to go, Xander. Another fucking Chad thing to do. <laughs> that ironically... That ironically... Kind of lower, right? Yeah. I also like how... Um, but then he, like, later on he tries to eat it in the episode. Like, you idiot. <laughs> You're just so dumb. I also really, really enjoy... He has... Uh, Giles has a line when he finds out. He, um, he says, oh, technically that would be cheating. And Xander's like, no, it's like a shortcut, like in a race. And Buffy's like, that's, that's also, also cheating. cheating. <laughs> oh, God. why are they friends with him? Like, is it because he knows about the vampires and they just can't let him go? Like Cordelia? Yeah. And Willow has a has a connection. No. <laughs> um, More on that later. The. Uh, this is when Cordelia comes in and um, she convinces Xander to go uh, hunt in closets where they might find a dead teacher. Yep. What a fucked up school. <laughs> what a fucked up school where a normal like excuse to go make out is, uh, hey, let's go look for that missing teacher. He might be dead in a closet somewhere. And everyone's <laughs> like, could be. Could be. <laughs> At this point, you're fairly certain that... Uh, 
um, Willow and Buffy, if not also Giles, they probably know what's going on between them, but I think they just don't care. They're like in denial about it. I'm, without saying any spoilers, I'm going to disagree with you. Because there is something that's going to happen later that Um, confirms that Willow at least had no idea. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. My bad. But it does make me go, y'all are stupid. I'm being real obvious. I literally, I I know what you're talking about now and I forgot. My bad. Um, At least in this instance, Buffy and Willow are totally drained, probably not really paying attention. It's really only Giles. But, but I mean, like, Willow didn't get, like, any bit amount of suspicion while she was in, like, the middle of that passive-aggressive right? class She argument. was literally in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah. They were fighting, like, past her. <laughs> um, so, Giles suggests that Buffy and Angel go hunt again. And he, another fucking smash cut to the two of them just making out. And, oh. Session number two. Suddenly, Buffy's got some energy. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's uh, all I can say. You get to make out more with David Boreanaz. The dream. <laughs> um, at some point, they disconnect their mouths for long enough to have a conversation. And Buffy has to go uh, fill in her egg journal. Yeah. See, look at her doing that work. Even, uh, like, cutting a makeout session short. But they talk about having children. Um... And Angel reveals to her that he can't have children. Vampires can't. Which we kind of like it, assumed. Buffy acts really shocked, but I want to be. I'm like, he's a dead body. He's <laughs> like, like, a demon walking around in a dead body. Right? Yeah. Like you can't impregnate a corpse, and a corpse can't impregnate you. So, um, and they have this. I do like this conversation. She's like, this like, might be like the one good thing in the episode besides like Joyce finally going toe to toe with Buffy (laughs) in Zingerland. Yeah. She basically tells him like, she doesn't care when she looks to the future. All she sees is him. And you know, I think this is one of those instances where their age difference really stands out because he rightly is like, well, you know, you say that now, but like, what about in five years and 10 years? So we'll, we'll see what happens in five years. Um, that, uh... Oh, we also, uh, we kind of neglected to mention, there's an egg on one of the bookshelves in the library. Oh, yeah. Dun-dun-dun. Um... So let's not leave that Chekhov's gun just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Egg-off's gun. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so... Like on my Egg-off. <laughs> <laughs> um, that night, Buffy sneaks back into her house... Uh, her egg is moving about and then the face hugger leaps out because it's a fucking great values brand face hugger. <laughs> Kirkland brand face hugger. <laughs> and, um, and it even does like the thing that it, um, where it like scuttles away like in Alien. Yeah. Um, after it uh, detaches from uh, Kane's face. Um, she manages to stab it with some scissors a bunch makes a lot of noise. Um, then she calls Willow. Then she calls Willow, and basically it's just like smash your egg, fucking smash it. And uh, but from our end of things, we or from Willow's end of things, we see that uh, her egg is hatched and she has dead, soulless eyes. Yep. So you know, hooray! But still adorable. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> um, 
But then, yeah, Joyce comes up. She heard her on the phone. Yeah, she sees Buffy is dressed, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Time to put the hammer down. Mm-hmm. Do it, ground her, Joyce, <laughs> and um, she does. Yeah, no after school activities. She has to go to the library and after study school until five thirty. Yeah. Um, when Joyce is done doing belly, belly shots at the gallery. Getting <laughs> um, those, those robot suitors lining up. <laughs> um, so, at school the next day, uh, she runs into Cordelia. Um, she asks Cordelia about her egg, and she's like, my egg's in my backpack that's a teddy bear that is a trend I started and, and here we go on another famous Cordelia trailing off into something some self-obsessed yeah. rant and then she I, I alluded to this in our intro uh, in the middle of her rant she sees a, uh, a another student who is black and goes oh my god is that your real hair oh, oh. Not good, Cordelia. Not good. I've seen um I've seen this trailer uh, for this movie. It's like the one with like uh, Tiffany Haddish, Rose Byrne, and uh, Salma Hayek. And the sad thing is, I'm, I don't. I haven't seen this trailer. The, I don't know what movie you're talking about, but you you've got me hooked with that cast. No, no once you see <laughs> that trailer, you're not gonna want to watch it. Oh, Because it looks just so bad. Oh, no. Um, but I love them. But, like, uh, yeah, I don't... I can't even... I've seen this trailer, like, four or five times because I've been to the movies a lot <laughs> lately, and I still can't remember the name of it. Aww. Like, it's that forgettable for me. But, like, there's this, like, scene where, uh, at the beginning of the trailer, where, like, uh, Tiffany Haddish, like pulls off a wig, throws it into the pool, and then, like, both her and Rose Byrne jump into a pool, and somebody, like, yells, that wasn't her real hair, and they're like, oh, it's a cultural thing. And so that kind of, like, puts things into perspective for me a little bit with that comment and why it's so bad. It's awful. Well, it's just, you know, there's just this fetishization of black women's hair by white people so frequently. Yep. And it's and yeah you know it's not I mean it is worth talking about it's not worth getting into right now yeah um, because that's really on topic but yeah it's weird and it's gross and it's yeah don't don't do it don't don't touch a a black woman's hair without permission don't touch anyone's hair without permission but it is particularly like happens to black women a lot I have to wonder if like Cordelia meant that as a compliment to like Oh, is that your real hair? Because it looks great, but we don't get, like, the second half of it. Yeah, and it's weird that it's in there at all. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, there's no... I mean, it, it, the only reason could be to, like, just emphasize Cordelia still being shallow. Yeah. Which, I mean, we didn't. We already knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we- it's weird to put it in there and not unpack it as a moment. It, it's such a small moment, but it... Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things that I don't think anyone yeah. thought about it. It just exists. That's an oive moment. Yeah. Um, so Willow tries to convince uh, Buffy that the her egg was totally fine, and the um, her, the weird egg she had must have been a trap from the Gorch brothers. Which I was about to be like weird, weird reach Willow, but then I was like, oh wait, that actually makes sense. That the like the bizarre thing would be. 
like trying to get her off. Spoiler alert, her. it's not. Like the the Gorch brothers are still fucking useless. Yeah. Um and then Xander Xander, Xander, Xander. He what is it he tries to eat? He has some uh, sort of like chocolate bar or something. Yeah, he's got like a ch- oh yeah, he eats it and tastes like mm, cardboardy. <laughs> which actually I thought that delivery was pretty funny. It made it me was laugh. Funny. But then uh then he sits down and he's like, Oh well you gotta you gotta feed me. So like he he pulls out his hard boiled egg. Which at this point is like three days old. It hasn't been refrigerated. But like the reason that he hard boiled this egg was to not was for it not to break so that he could pass this project. But then he decides to, like, oh, it's time to eat it. I mean, in fairness, these eggs are just re- look like regular chicken eggs. You can just go get one out of his refrigerator and hard boil another one and turn it in. <laughs> and the teacher's not going to be any the wiser. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But at the same time, God, Xander, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, he's ridiculous. Um, it is really funny, though, when he, like, finally looks at it. His life. Like, he's geez. about to take a big old bite yeah. out of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, that's not what a hard-boiled egg should look like. No. Um, so they, they take the, the, the one that Buffy killed and the one that Xander found to the science lab. They're going to, uh, dissect the creatures. Willow's like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and this is when the one in Cordelia's bag, like, pokes out through the teddy bear eyes. Yeah. Um... And I actually do like this moment. I, just, I know it's, I know it's a moment that a lot of fans get mad about when um, Cordelia manages to knock out Buffy. <laughs> but one, it comes out of nowhere. It's yeah. so funny. But she comes at her with a fucking metal pole. Oh yeah, hits her right in the face and with no warning. Buffy is not expecting it <laughs> at all. So it's like. And then um, Cordelia smashes Xander with a... Was it like a microscope, I think? Yeah, like something fairly heavy. Something that I think maybe would have killed him. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, oh, right before she does that, um, she mentions, like, the name of the the Mm. creature. It's a bizarre... Yeah, they're talking about the teacher. They're like, he might be... He's probably dead somewhere. And, And Willow's just so nonchalantly, she's like... No, he's not dead. The creature most likely took him back to the mother Bazaar. And they're, and they're like, like oh, what? what? And then <laughs> we're back! We're back! <laughs> um, I actually wish they hadn't telegraphed so hard that Willow was already possessed. Like, I actually think that could have been an effective moment if, like, if it had really come out of nowhere for the audience just like it came out of nowhere for Buffy and Xander. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... Do you really think they're going to make a lot of good decisions with this? Clearly not. <laughs> um, so they throw them into a closet, uh, and then Willow and the, and Cordelia, and basically just like a bunch of possessed students and faculty members, are grabbing a bunch of pickaxes and stuff. From where? Why are there so many pickaxes in this school? Yeah, the, like, I mean... I will say, the high school is fairly large, but I don't think, like, the grounds crew needs that much. Right? When it comes to, like, just tools and everything. Is there a pickaxe club? An archaeology club? Um, uh, Joyce comes to the school to pick up Buffy. She goes to the library. Buffy's not there, obviously, because she's unconscious and in the closet. Um, 
and she and Giles are having a, a conversation. Um, it's a nice conversation until yeah. Giles, you know, puts there's, a, a bizarre thing on her. There's your from out of no- nowhere moment. Cause That's true. It actually did kind of genuinely shock me, even though I've seen this episode before. I hadn't seen it in a while. Because um, I had completely forgotten about the egg that was, like, in on the bookshelf. So the fact that, like, Giles seems, like, fairly ordinary every day. Oh, so da, 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 Buffy. And uh, that's my Giles impression. <laughs> there we go. Um, and, uh, but then, like, he just takes out, like, a, takes out a xenomorph and throws it right at, a, <laughs> throws it right at Joyce. Um, you're right, yeah. I'll give I'll give the episode back. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good. It, do, it does work. It is it yeah. is startling. Um, and then they just go join the rest. A nice they? little invasion of the body snatchers homage right there. Yes, very much. Um, Buffy and Xander wake up in the closet. There's two eggs in there with them. Um, they're just eggs, Buffy. You didn't have to get a whole toolbox to <laughs> drop on them. <laughs> I feel like stomping them would have worked, but it's whatever. Um, and then Jonathan. Yeah, they they escape from the closet because it's a closet. Buffy has superpowers. Yeah, and it's really funny because at first she um, she tries the doorknob, and I mean, <laughs> I guess like she just wants to get into a habit of not always breaking down doors. Smart though. Yeah, like I, it is a good idea. Like check the knob first before you kick it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But um, they they go to find Giles. Um. That's where they discover Giles' research, and they find out that this is, like, a, an ancient prehistoric parasite that it, hatches they, chicken eggs, I and, guess. And it, it tries to, like, cash in on the concept of, like, Buffy and Xander are, like, respectively the muscle and the dumb comic relief. Yeah. So now they're the ones that have to do the research. But then it turns out the research has just been done for them. Yeah. So um, I was telling Harrison, like, uh, there's an episode of uh, Stargate SG-1 called Window of Opportunity where a similar thing happens. Um, and uh, it's done to a much better effect. Well, yeah. It's just... It, it's teased, like... And then it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So... I feel like you could have gotten some really good comedic moments out of could that. Um, we do get up to a moment that I do think is really funny, where uh, Jonathan in the hallway is screaming because one of the one of the face He's like, "No, get this him. thing off me!" Yeah, he's like, "No, stop it! Help me!" And then they run out, and he's been possessed, and he's like, "I slipped. I'm fine." <laughs> and then just like walks away, and he's clearly there for plot convenience, so they can just follow him. Yeah. Which, in a way, they could have just followed him and figured it out. They didn't need, like, the secondhand research. But right? it's what so, are you going to do? It's weird. Um, what are they going to do? They, 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 yeah, they follow and find everyone digging, I, and, and, like, digging up the Mother Bazaar, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really unclear, like... What is this thing other than the Mother Bazaar? Like, what does it want? What is it other than hosts, I guess? Yeah. Like, and, you know, fine. If that's what it wants, like, I'm fine with that. But it's just, it's unclear. Um, And it's also the level of intelligence it has is, like, they seem mindless until they possess someone. Yeah, there's no, like, motive except to just, like, 
spread. Yeah. And, Which, like, they, there are more eggs coming out, so they're, like, pro- probably going to, like, get yeah. those eggs out to the people of Which, Sunnydale. They describe it as a parasite. Yeah. And so, I mean, that is kind of it a could parasite. Could just be a parasite. No. So, um, they, um, while this is happening... Um, though the Gorch brothers have oh yeah those guys they're they are there um, they so yes yeah, so she's fighting the Gorch brothers and fighting the possessed people um, while that's happening Xander's like fighting off people too at, at this moment where yeah honestly you I feel like at this point the both premises of the episode whether it's like the redneck vampires or the or like the egg parasite it just really neither is hit home yeah and so you honestly just this just comes off as kind of mindless it's like, really weird just like i am totally tuning out to this do you think marty noxon was possessed by a mother bazaar while she was writing this episode is it mother bazaar propaganda oh man i don't know but they made the mother bazaar look like the bad guy that's true. Would you want that? Would you want that in your propaganda? I don't know. Maybe the Mother Brazor is like, I'm a fucking bad guy. <laughs> and I love it. Come to the dark side. We have cookies. Um, we have mind control. Lyle, uh, Lyle uh, falls into... No, Tector does. Or Tector, yeah. Is like eaten by the Mother Brazor. It doesn't matter. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's really funny because after he's killed, Lyle looks at Buffy and he's like, this is all your fault. And she's like, how? <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> um, they, as they're fighting, uh, Buffy uh, falls into the uh, the Mother Bazaar like pit because uh, Joyce has attacked her with a pickaxe. Yeah. Um, she manages to grab the pickaxe as she goes down and then we just get this really great we don't see it happen, but like Buffy's just going to town on the mother before yeah. from below. When she, yeah, everybody like everybody like uh, comes out of their state. They they pass out, mm-hmm. and then like Lyle watches as uh, like Buffy climbs out. He's got all this like black goop all over mm-hmm. her and everything, and he's just like, "All right, we're done." And yeah, he just he, leaves. He just get, he, she just looks at him, and he's like, "I'm out." I'm like and God, I wish she had done that forty minutes earlier. It's fucking badass. And it's it's irritating that it's such a badass moment where all Buffy has to do is just look at this vampire and he flees. And it's just wasted on this guy. Yeah, and like God, Lyle like doesn't you have like that one moment of this is all your fault after Tector dies, and they like went into like this whole scene they had this whole scene of like setting up this brotherly relationship between yeah. the two. And like in the end, it's just all for naught. Like, yeah. it was a wasted storyline. Yeah. None of it matters. Um, and, you know, it's funny. We're, we've kind of skipped over. There's, like, a whole fight scene between, like, Buffy and Xander and all the... And the Gorches and all the possessed people. And we're just, like, we're just like yeah, that happens. And it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like... like and that's kind of... Um, I mean, if you don't have, like, the attachment, uh, the interests... Uh, to like connect with the characters or and their situation, why on earth are you like gonna tune in for the violence? I mean, yeah, Buffy was not meant to be a mindless action movie, right? But 
I feel like it comes off as that in this scene. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh god, no, Very I don't, much I don't so. care. And um, I hate it when Buffy is like that. Yeah, no, it's, I hate it when any shows like that. But especially Buffy, because yeah. we know Buffy can be better. And oh, Joyce yeah. knows Buffy can be better too. Yes, she <laughs> uh, she like double downs Buffy. <laughs> oh yeah, so so they come out of the uh, high so, five track. <laughs> so uh, Giles is like without knowing what exactly happened comes out of it and immediately goes into damage control mode saying like oh it was a gas leak and then like goes up to Xander's like was it a gas leak and <laughs> yeah, Xander's like I'll, I'll fill you in tomorrow yeah so I mean, I mean kudos to Giles for like always being ready this is not his first rodeo oh yeah um they um yeah so Buffy is or Joyce is really mad that uh you know, she's glad Buffy's okay, but she's pissed that Buffy did wasn't not... at the library yeah. when Joyce came to pick her up. Um, so she is confined to her room. She's allowed to go to school and the bathroom. Otherwise, she has to be in her room. And um, and we get just yet again another smash cut to. I was I was thinking like, uh, wait a minute, we only have two of three makeout sessions. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Smash cut to them making out again. <laughs> um, and we just get this... It's a funny reveal that Buffy is technically not breaking any rules. She is in the angels on, like, the, the terrace. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and she's leaning out of her bedroom window. Which, I don't know, feels like at that point, just invite them in. <laughs> so, so I made the comment that uh, it's interesting that, um, like, ever since uh, What's My Line... Angel's just kind of been there, like basically just kind of been there to be mm-hmm. Buffy's like smooch partner. Yeah. And also well, last week he in Ted, his only scene was that like patch up scene. Yeah. The two of them. She you love those patch up oh, scenes. I do. But oh. uh I'll I'll say this. It, it was probably kind of interesting that like uh the male um was the person who's just kind of like there just to be a to, love interest. Yeah, just to be the love interest. I mean, you feel like that doesn't re- that probably didn't happen too much up to that point in television. Probably happened a little bit, but I can't see that happening that much as opposed the to like nowadays. Only other show that I, I can think of two shows where like the like major male characters existed just as the love interest. Um and even then it's like iffy. Um, I'm thinking of the X-Files, uh, any of Scully's boyfriend of the weeks. Oh, yes. Um, but of course the other side of that is Mulder. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, uh, the other one I was thinking of is Xena, any of Xena or Gabrielle's boyfriend of the (laughs) weeks. But then the other side of that is (laughs) Xena and Gabrielle. Gabrielle. So, um, uh, but yeah, um. I agree with you. I also just, um, I totally forgot to, uh, or two things I had meant to mention and I forgot. One, Xander talks about, um, teaching their eggs Christian values and Willow just says in the very cutest voice possible, my egg is Jewish. <laughs> um, and then Xander says something insensitive about teaching the egg. Uh, teach him the song. dreidel song. I'm like, really dude? <laughs> And uh, Giles also says to Jan- Xander, after finding out about him boiling the egg, um, I suppose there is a sort of Machiavellian ingenuity to your transgression. <laughs> <laughs> to which Xander says, 
I resent that. Or maybe thank you. Because he doesn't know what those words are. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, that might be the most Gilesy oh thing God. that Giles has it's ever said. So, oh, it's <laughs> such a British thing to say. Um, oh, but so, yeah, that's. Uh, we made that's it. Bad we made eggs. it through bad eggs. Um, oh, man. That was. Honestly, that was draining just talking about it. It was. <laughs> we had to watch it and then we talked about it. <laughs> now um, we'll never speak of it again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just a misfire. It's, it's such, you know, the, for me, none of the storylines come together. Um, they're, they're, it's two bad storylines that are very disparate and then they get smashed together. Um, it has some good stuff. I do like the Buffy and Angel stuff. Um, I, I like that we're seeing that they're, I like that we're seeing a progression of their relationship, that it is. Um, things are definitely intensifying between the two of them. Also, Joyce take, taking an active stance in her parenting, mm-hmm. um, which she's kind of been like fairly passive in the series up to this point. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's some funny lines. Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, we didn't really talk about um, outfits much in this episode. But, so Buffy um, was wearing a nice outfit at the beginning. Of I that like, episode. yeah, she's got a, like black pants and a, and a, like a purple sweater that looks yeah. really cute. And then Cordelia's outfit at the end, um, she's got like a black skirt and like a, I think it's like a white button up shirt and like a vest or something. It looks really nice. Oh yeah. Um, but otherwise I was like, eh. I think we were like just too blown. We, we were not in our right heads when we were watching this cause like, ugh. The way you said that made it sound like we were like trashed or something. <laughs> we were stone cold sober, yeah. which was the wrong headspace to be. While yeah, watching we we uh, maybe we should have gotten trashed when maybe. watching this, but it's like it was Sunday at like ten in the morning. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or excuse me, not ten in the morning. Like what noon. was I thinking? Yeah, like noon. My bad. Um. All right. Um. So I'm gonna give this episode one bad egg. I'm going to give this episode one deformed teddy bear backpack. Oh. Um, so I was talking with Grace about this earlier. Uh, this is... I do think this is the worst season two episode. Um, but there is one season two episode coming later that I hate more. I do think the episode itself is slightly better by a degree. But its placement in the season is... Just it, it brings the entire like second half of the season to a dead halt for an entire episode, and I find that unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, something about fish. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so uh, here's a little tease for you guys. All right. Do you have any other any other thoughts? No, just like I don't I don't hold this episode against Buffy, but like. We're not going to be, like, when you talk about Buffy, you're not going to be like, hey, remember Bad Eggs? Bad Eggs. Like, it's, honestly, at this point, like, it's, it's almost to the point of it being forgettable, which is even worse Mm -hmm. than it being, like, bad. You know what I always say, is that the worst sin a piece of entertainment can commit is not being bad, it's being boring. Yep. And. Too true. Um, alright, um, so with. The, all of that out of the way let's take take us out jason all right thank you for joining us on booze and buffy we'll be back next week with surprise Yay! 
Oh shit! Oh, did you not know that's where we were? I no, like I wasn't even looking at like the list of episodes. But, like, guys, I'm so seriously, excited. listen next week. I'm so excited. Like as as down as I was about doing this one, I'm so excited for next week. Guys, this is like it's coming. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say anything else because yeah. like, just listen, guys. <laughs> Uh, I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman or on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at YamiJ357. Y-A-M-I-J-A-Y-357. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or, if you would like, you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, where we will release a short video with each episode, where we will discuss spoilers that we can't talk about on the podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Yes. Your podcast. Please. More ratings means more listeners, and more listeners means more ratings, and it's a vicious cycle. Anyway, <laughs> each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week we're going to be highlighting the gift of parenthood. Because we're talking about eggs. Yeah. Um, The gift of parenthood's mission is simple. To help couples struggling with infertility achieve their dreams of becoming parents through fertility assistance grants. Grants ranging from $8,000 to $15,000 are available four times a year. Visit giftofparenthood.org for more information. Um, I also will just give a shout out. Grace really wanted us to do a fake plug this week for the Brightborn Institution, which um, if any of you have listened to Orphan Black, you might recognize that name. <laughs> and by listening, being watched Orphan Black. That's what it is. Because it Although, is a TV show. There is, I, um, if you don't know this, or listeners who are fans of Orphan Black don't know, there is a um, like a, like an audiobook continuation of the series. Oh, cool. That it just started recently that... Um, Tatiana Maslany narrates. All right, I'm I'm not normally down for audiobooks, but but I th- I, I probably well, I could probably make an excuse for that. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Um, also, if you haven't watched Orphan Black, just watch Orphan Black. It's a oh really yes, cool you'll you'll show. love it. Anyway, with all of that said, go slay and be gay. Audios. <laughs> <laughs>